This is Apostle James Podcast, transfiguring the world by the Word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. Remain watchful and pay attention as we dive into what the Lord has for us today. In my work, the truths that make you free, which uh, the public version of it would be um, Jesus is the Christ. Uh, I wrote about 32 things, 32 truths that will make you free. In those 32 things that will make you free, I categorize them into into four major parts and uh, about the Bible, about God the Father, about God the Son, about the person of, of Jesus, and then about the Holy Spirit, and about the Holy Spirit. Maybe I should have also put about the church, and then you put it. It's, you know, it's infinite because what I want to, what I'm saying right now is that, you know, in the category about the Bible, and these thirty-two truths, as a matter of fact, answer the fallacy, the the the, the fallacy doctrine of. A religious organization 32 doctrines of a religious organization one about the bible two about god the father about the person of jesus and about the person of the holy spirit now in the facts about the bible you know i have three but there is something that I omitted as I was reading through. That's what I want to add now. Which is a foundation. It's a foundation. I didn't put it here, but it is a foundation of it. The Bible is not a Jewish book. You see, I have encountered... I've encountered people that argue. I think he was. I think he's he, he must be a Jew. That began to talk that Bible isn't a Christian book. In fact, he is totally wrong. The Bible is not a Jewish book. It's not a book of Judaism. The Bible is a Christian book. And it's not the history of the Jews. The Bible is not the Bible is not about the Jews. Let me explain something. The Bible is not about the Jews. Jesus put it clear. Jesus, number one, Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. But Jesus also said that salvation is of the Jews. Now get it. Now you are going to see the place of Jews in divine history. Just like you have the place of Africa in divine history. Which I have written and you will find in our heavenly voice. 
we, you have had the place of Asia in divine history. You have the place of Europe in divine history. And you have the place of America, for example, now in divine history. There is nothing that you can do on planet Earth now politically that you will not involve the nation of America. America is not just a country. America is an empire. And as an empire, in fact, America is so interwoven that America is interested in who is the president of China because it affects the companies in America. Who is the president in Taiwan? Who is the president in Russia? Who is the president? You know, I get that because it affects America's interest, affects the dollar, affects. As a matter of fact, every person in the world should have a say in what goes on in America, in who become the president of America. So you don't blame when you see powers. You don't blame when you see, you know, people, you know, powers, you know, trying to meddle and influence American electoral system because it affects their nation. You know, we Africans here, we just stay here rousing. And we don't get collectively to make a determination. We should collectively make a determination and take our stand. Right? So you find out that they now, as it is now, every nation has a place in history, especially the global powers. There was a point in time that Rome had its place in the history of humanity, administration of humanity, affected lives of people, affected religions everywhere, affected the conduct, relationship of men with God. If you say that Caesar is God, you live. If you say that Jesus is God, you die. And then, you know, Obama came and began to preach the gospel of uh, gayism and homosexualism which many Africans rejected and Biden they are still carrying it Trump came and Trump you know you know didn't you know went against it Joe Biden came and then and, and then took it back Kamala Harris came to Africa and tried to promote it of course you shut that down you shut it down. So you find out that as an empire, they affect nations. So many nations have their places in divine history. So Jews also have their indelible place in divine history. Why? Because God specifically chose them as the nation by which the Messiah of the world would come so that it's so that you will not the world will not be in confusion who the Messiah is. If not, any person anywhere could have claimed to be the Messiah. You can agree, you can claim that Buddha is the Messiah, you can you can claim that Muhammad is the Messiah, you can claim that. But for Muhammad to be the Messiah of the world, according to the Bible, he must be a Jew. For Buddha to be the Messiah of the world, he must be a Jew. 
So that is the place of, of the Jews. Now, before the Jews came, Noah was not a Jew. I've always said this. Abraham was not. Abraham was, Bible called him the Hebrew. Bible called Abraham the first Hebrew. The Hebrew. But Abraham was the father of the entire people. Abraham was the father of the Jews and of the Ishmaelites and of the Midianites. And many of the Ishmaelites and the Midianites are all Arabs. Right? So Abraham was not an Israelite. There is a difference between Abraham eh, as a covenant bearer and Israel. The only thing is this, that God transferred a covenant that he had with Abraham, he made with Abraham, transferred it to Jacob, not Esau. Not Esau. And transferred it to, to Jacob. And then from Jacob you have the nation of Israel. From where the scepter would come. From where the Messiah would come. So that's the place of Israel in divine history. And why is it? So the Bible is not about Jewish religion. But Bible is about the origin of Christianity. The reason that he traces all those things back, he didn't trace it just, that's why he didn't end with the Jews. If you notice this, Matthew wrote about, uh, Matthew wrote the genealogy of Jesus and trace it not to David, but trace it to Abraham. And stop there. But then Luke traced that genealogy and took it down to Adam because Luke was writing to the Gentiles so that Gentiles could believe the common man, the common Gentile could believe it, understand it understand that Christ didn't just come for the Jews Christ came as a Jew but not that his origin began as a Jew, but his origin began with humanity. So Christ, that's why he traced Christ back. So when we're looking at our Savior, the Savior of the world, we're not just looking at a Jew, but he must necessarily be a Jew. But we are talking about the son of Abraham. If you want to call it, that's why what Luke called him, the son of Abraham, the son of Adam, and then Adam, the son of God. But he's also the son of Adam, son of Abraham, son of David, those key figures, those key God covenant figures, he must be. That's why that is, it, is, it is impossible for Christ not to have been supernaturally ordained for him to be the son of Abraham son of Adam, son of Abraham son of David, son of all those right figures and trace down to this time that is what Christianity is 
So Christianity is not about, it's not about, uh, it's not in competition with you. In fact, Jesus says something. Jesus said you cannot mix the old wine with the new wine. And you cannot put the new wine in old wine skin. In other words, you cannot put the anointing in a Jewish structure. It will destroy it. That's what Jesus said. True Christianity will destroy Judaism. And that's what they did. That's why they killed Jesus. Because true Christianity destroys Judaism. Because Judaism is foundation of Christianity. Because Jesus is the branch. Right? And then the church is the branch. But yet this branch had the capacity to destroy every other thing before. Because Jesus said that the people before were thieves and liars. I wonder who did Jesus was talking about. That's one doctrine I have not even been able to understand. Jesus said those that came before him were thieves and liars. And many people like to liken it, you know, to Muhammad. No, Muhammad didn't come before Jesus. I don't know the people that came before Jesus. Maybe the ancient Chinese religion, maybe the ancient Eastern religions, which when I wanted to study Eastern religion and mysticism, God told me don't go into studying that. So I don't bother about it because God told me that if I study, if I spend time studying like uh, Buddhism, studying Confucianism, studying mysticism and Eastern religion, then that I will not know God. But that if I spend time to study God, then I will know what is not God. Because that if you spend time and study what is not God, you will know what is not God, but you will not know what is God. You will not know what is God. But when you know what is God, you will know what is not God. But you cannot know what is God by knowing what is not God. You will know what is not God by knowing what is God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that is what the Bible is all about. The Bible makes you to understand who God is, the real God, so that you know who the who the non-real God is. So that is the first thing I want to bring across. The first thing I'm bringing across here, the first thing, the first thing that I should have said, which will now become the 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 the, the, the number not one one B. It should be number one. Is that or number one B now? Is that the Bible is the Christian book? You have to have it at the back of your mind, and there is no apologies about it. The Bible is meant for you to become a Christian, the Bible is meant for Jews to become Christians, the Bible is meant for Jews to believe in Christ by understanding that their religion pointed to Christ and is meant for Gentiles to believe in Christ that their idolatry is against the will of God that they don't need it their salvation is in Christ so whether you are a Jew or a Gentile the Bible is meant for you to believe in Christ that is why that John wrote it the people wrote it that all this shall be written that you might believe that Jesus is the son of God and that believing you may have life that's what the Bible is all about. And there should be no apologies about it. There should be no apologies about what the Bible represents. The Bible is a Christian book meant for you to become a Christian. 
Jesus said it in John chapter 5, verse 39. He said, Search the scriptures, for in them you think he have life. The scriptures Jesus was talking about was talking about the Jewish book. The Jewish book, all of which that you don't have in the Bible. You don't have all the Jewish literature in the Bible. But the inspirers, are you getting that? The inspirers gave us those ones. Those that God inspired. Because if you read the Bible, if you read the Bible, you will have like the book of Joshua. If you read the Bible, you have all those, you have all those, all those books. You have them. You have like the book of Joshua. You have the book of the kings of Israel. You have the book of the chronicles of Israel. Those things were literature that existed side by side. But the, the apostles understood what Jesus did because Jesus selected selected the words. You know, we are told about uh, the entire commandments. You know, we are talked about the Torah. The commandment and then the Torah. And we are talked about over 600 different interpreted laws. You don't have all of them there. So that's not what the Bible is giving to us to believe. That's why Jesus said, I have come to fulfill these things. So that in believing you have life. So the Bible is a Christian book written by Christians. Amen. It's a, it's a, it's a Bible. Bible is a Christian book written for Christians. That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. But it is founded upon what? Upon the root, which is Judaism. Now, when we have understood it, the Bible is a Christian book. The Bible is a Christian book that has accurate record of the practice of the Jews the history of the Jews, then we are ready to embrace the other ones. We are now ready to embrace other ones. Like the number one, they said that Bible is the only authentic book that tells us about God. It's not just because I want somebody saying it, but because the Bible is the only authentic book that tells us the history of God with humanity it is an amazing book sometimes i wonder how god inspired moses and moses wrote what happened eh, before he was born <laughs> that means it's god because the author that is why bible says that the author of the bible is god because god who created the universe Say to Moses, this is the way that I did it. In the beginning was the word. He wrote, and the word was with God. Uh, the, that's John. He said in the beginning, Moses wrote, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness filled everywhere. You understand? Yeah? Cover the face of the deep. But the spirit of God hovered over the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God inspired Moses and told Moses, this is the way that I did it. 
God didn't tell Moses the time that he did it. Because God is eternal. And Moses did not get into the timing of when he did it. Or how long that it was. Amen. So what am I saying in effect? What I'm saying in effect here is number one, the Bible is a Christian book. It is written to make you a Christian. It's not written to make you, because it's not talking about Jesus. If not that, you won't have the New Testament. What, what have the Jews to do with New Testament? Because the New Testament abolishes their religion. But you can't have the New Testament without the Old. So the Bible is not there for us to become Judaist. It's not meant, the Bible is not given to us for us to start practicing the Ten Commandments and become Judaist. No, the Bible is meant for us to understand that breaking any of the Ten Commandments makes you guilty of all. And then you are subject to divine punishment. You are subject to death. And there is no way you can come out of it except your sacrifice. Because what you want to do is to find a priest. When you know that you have sinned against God, broken any of the Ten Commandments. Any of the Ten Commandments. If you break any of the Ten Commandments, you have broken the laws of God. And then for you to have mercy, you must have a priest of God who will sacrifice for you. And then make atonement for you. So that you will be free from that guilt of sin. So if Bible is meant for you to be a Jew or to be a Judaist, what you will do is that you will go and look for a priest. And then and buy you know, the necessary animals, necessary measure, and then I take it to the priest, it will sacrifice. So we will all look for that sacrifice for us to atone for our sins and be forgiven. So he tells us that. That's why when the prophet John came, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. In other words, this is a prophet and he said to you, even as a prophet, I am not going to make sacrifices like Elijah. Remember that John came, John came in the spirit of Elijah. But John never made any sacrifice. Remember when John came. Remember when John came. Remember that when John came, Jesus was not yet there. Jesus was not yet revealed. He didn't even know him until he began his ministry. So if Jesus was there, John didn't know. But when he began his ministry, he was told to go and prepare the way for the Lord to come. So he didn't come to sacrifice. And then he said, no, I am not going to make sacrifice like Moses the prophet made sacrifices. I'm not going to appoint priests. For, for priests to make sacrifices for your sin. Behold, as a prophet of God, ordained by God, that there is the Lamb of God who will take away your sin. So you have to follow him. He is the one. He is not the sacrifice. This was a Jew, a prophet, a Jewish prophet, 
disappointing. He came after the order. Remember, when, when John said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, that was the prophecy of Isaiah. When Jesus said, if you, when Malachi says, Malachi, Malachi talked about, you know, that uh, about the coming in John chapter, in Matthew chapter 17, Jesus told the disciples, when they said, why did they say that Elijah will come? He said that he has already come. And then he was connecting both Elijah and then the prophecy of Malachi. You get it. So you find out that John the Baptist was fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah also was a type of fulfilling the prophecy of Malachi and at the same time was a type of of uh, uh, Elijah and in all this you discover that Elijah offers sacrifices Elijah offers sacrifices but this prophet came you must offer sacrifice to make atonement for sins. But he said, no, that, that uh, you know, uh, uh, that the law came by Moses. The grace and truth, by, by that time, Jesus had not yet appeared. But he, he was preaching him. And he said, I didn't know him. Except that he that sent me to baptize said that upon whom you will see the spirit descend and be upon and resting, he is the one that will baptize people with fire. That's how he came to recognize that his cousin is the Messiah. He didn't know. Even at the time he began to doubt when he sent his own pastors, his disciples, to go and ask. Are you his who is to come or shall we look for another? Because he was incarcerated in prison. Of course, Jesus told him, says, go and tell you, don't preach me and then start doubting me. If you read your Bible very well, that was the last time you heard about John. The next time you heard about John, his head was cut off. You don't preach Jesus and start doubting Jesus. <laughs> no matter how difficult things are. You don't preach Jesus and start doubting Jesus. No matter how difficult things are. So he found out that even the prophet pointed toward Jesus. The last prophet, Malachi, pointed in the recorded Old Testament. You know, pointed toward Jesus. Pointed towards Jesus. And then John, who came, then said that Jesus is he that is the sacrifice of God. So, Bible is written that you may believe Jesus. Moses wrote that you may believe Jesus. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 5. That if you believe Moses, you believe him because he wrote about me. He wrote about Jesus. So, everything about the Bible is not just to have life. It is to believe Jesus, and there should be no apologies about it. That's why Jesus said, What shall a prophet man to gain the whole world and lose his also? There should be no apologies about it. We should preach exactly what the Bible says the Bible is. We should preach it. We should not think that by compromising it, then we are going to save people. No, we should preach what the church stands for, preach who Jesus is, preach what the Bible is, 
preached the place of the Jews in divine history and that if we preach the true gospel of Christ, if you merge Christianity and Judaism, Jesus said it will destroy the Judaism structure. So you cannot put the new wine in an old wine skin. You know like what Jesus said, leave that wine skin, allow the new wine and the new wine skin. That's why he said a new wine skin. So Jesus was just telling us that the church will be going pari pasu <laughs> with the Jewish religion because many of them are not going to accept. So he made that provision there. Remember that his father betrothed them. He didn't come to destroy them. He came to save the world. And that's why Apostle Paul, whom himself was a Pharisee, understood this thing very, very well and said that the, the Jews will be saved. They are going to be saved. I don't know what happens to them when they die now that did not believe. But I'm sure that anyone that has gone contrary to the Ten Commandments of God, because in the Old Testament, hell was already prepared. Hell was already prepared and they are not sacrificing again. And since you are not sacrificing and you are not keeping the law and then you are living your life to yourself, I wonder where you are going to be as a Jew. But I can talk to the rest of the world that if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who is the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. Historically, Jesus is true. Historically, Jesus Christ is a fact. And what did Jesus preach? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father except by me. And that is what you have in the Bible. So Bible does not equate itself with any other. We'll talk more about that. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that's number one thing about the Bible. So we'll talk about the second one. Amen. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check us out online via Apostle James Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and everywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for your support. Be blessed and have an awesome day. We'll see you next time awesome James podcast. Amen. Amen.